Will God forgive even me? If the Holy Spirit has been working on your conscience, you may have seen something of the evil of sin, its power, its guilt, its train wreck in your life, and it's making you sick. You feel that sin is separated for you from God, that you are in bondage to the power of evil, and the more you struggle to escape, the more you realize your helplessness. Your motives are impure, your heart is unclean. You see that your life has been filled with selfishness and sin. You long to be forgiven, to be cleansed, to be set free. But harmony with God, likeness to Him, how can I get it? It's peace that you need. Heaven's forgiveness and peace and love in the soul. Money can't buy it. Reason can't figure it out. And you can never hope by your own efforts to make this work. But God offers it to you as a gift without money and without price. Isaiah 55, 1. And it is yours if you will just reach out your hand by faith and grasp it. The Lord says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1.18 A new heart will, uh, I also will give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Ezekiel 36.26 That is his promise, and you can bank on it. Confess your sins and put away and put them away in your heart. Resolve to give yourself to God. Then just ask that he wash away your sins and give you a new heart. But most importantly, then believe that he does this because he has promised. This is what Jesus was trying to teach when he was on earth, that the gift which God promises us, we must believe we receive it, and then it is ours. Jesus healed people of their diseases when they had faith in his power. He helped them in the things which they could see, in order to inspire them with confidence concerning things which they could not see, so that they would believe in his power to forgive sins. He gives an awesome example when he healed a man sick with palsy, and they lowered him down through a roof to him. He said something really odd, so that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he says to the sick guy, get up, (laughs) arise, take up your bed and go home, Matthew 9, 6. He gave us a physical example of his power so that you would understand his spiritual power. He can do what you need him to do in your life, no matter how pathetic and twisted you feel you are. John the Evangelist also said concerning Jesus' miracles, These are written so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name, John twenty thirty one. So from the Bible examples of how Jesus healed the sick, we can learn how to believe in him for the forgiveness of sins. So let's look at the story of the paralytic at Bethesda. So like this poor guy was a mess. He hadn't used his limbs for 38 years. Yet Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. You know, the guy might have said, okay, great, make me whole and I'll obey your, your word. But no, he believed Jesus's word, believed that he was made whole, and he made the effort at once. He willed to walk, and he was enabled to walk. That's what it means to act on the word of Christ. And God gives us the power when we do that. And he, in this case, was made whole. In the same way, you're a sinner. <laughs> you can't atone for your past sins. You can't change your heart and make yourself holy. In the same way because he was paralyzed, you are spiritually paralyzed. But God promises to do all this for you through Christ if we just believe that promise. So confess your sins, give yourself to God, step out on those promises, and God will fulfill his word to you. 
If you believe the promise that you are forgiven and cleansed, God makes that happen and you are made whole, just as Jesus gave the paralytic man the power to walk and he believed that he was healed. If you believe that, it's so for you. But you don't have to wait to feel that you're made whole. I mean, yes, sometimes people feel a sense of relief or forgiveness, you know, when they uh, come to God, but other times people don't. You don't need this feeling because by the sure word of the Lord, he is faithfully written forgiven in the in his book of life. Just turn to him with all your heart, not playing games or holding like some part of your life back, and he will forgive you. And if you have to, pray like the one man in the Bible that said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Jesus says, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's Mark eleven twenty four. There is a condition to that promise that we pray according to the will of God. But it is the will of God to cleanse us from sin and to make us his children, to enable us to live a holy life. So we can ask for those blessings and a thousand percent believe that we receive them and then thank God that we receive them. It is our privilege to go to Jesus and be cleansed however many times we fail and to stand before the law without shame and remorse. There is no condemnation to him which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, Romans 8, 1. I will say, however, learning to walk by the, you know, by faith and in his power, it takes some getting used to because we're used to doing things on our own and struggling and pushing our way through. So walking by faith is a process. But after that, you're not on your own. And, you're, and you are bought with a price, which means he wants what he he paid for. You are not redeemed with corruptible things as with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, First Peter 1, 18 and 19. So he paid a really high price for you. And according to that price, he wants you to value yourself. But through that simple act of believing God, the Holy Spirit starts a new life in your heart so you're now a child born into the family of God, and he literally loves you the same way as he loves his own son. Okay, so now that you've given yourself to Jesus, here's the other big important part. Don't pull back and doubt as the days go on, no matter how much you fail, but every day say, I am Christ because I have given myself to him, and I am his because he wants me. Ask him to give you his Holy Spirit and to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his throne with exceeding great joy, like it says in Jude 24. This is his work, his power. That's what grace is. In the same way that you gave yourself to God in the first place, you know, by faith, that's how you live in him. So the apostle says, as you therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. That's Colossians 2, 6. What does that mean? It means don't come groveling before him in defeat and unbelief. Oh, please help me with X, Y, Z, magnifying some problem with your spouse or your boss, etc., and minimizing his power or desire to help you. Come to him believing his faithfulness in the Bible or to you in the past and say, you helped me before. Will you help me again? Come with a smile and confidence because that's music to his ears to have that kind of trust in him. Some seem to feel that they have to, you know, like be on probation or prove to God that they're reformed before they can claim his blessings. But that's backwards. You can claim the blessing of God now. 
You have to have his grace, the spirit of Christ, to help your weakness because you can't resist evil on your own. So Jesus loves to have us come to him just as we are, the sinful, the stupid, the rebellious, the jerks, the helpless. He'll take anybody. (laughs) We may come with all our weakness, our sinfulness, and fall at his feet and say, I'm sorry, Uh, I've just screwed up miserably and I can't do this. It's his glory and his greatest thrill to encircle us in his arms of love and bind up our wounds and to cleanse us from all impurity. Here is where many people fail. They do not believe that Jesus pardons them personally or individually. They don't take God at his word. It's the privilege of all who comply with that most basic of conditions of knowing your need and coming to him for help to know that you yourself have the pardon that is freely extended for every sin. So just put away the suspicion that God's promises are not meant for you. They're for every repentant sinner. Strength and grace have been provided through Christ to be brought by ministering angels to every believing soul. No one is so sinful that you cannot find strength, purity, and righteousness in Jesus who died for you. He's waiting to strip you of your history. All it's, you know, the nonsense, all stained and polluted with sin, no matter what nonsense you've gotten into in the past, how bad you think you have been and that he couldn't possibly forgive you. He is just ready and there to put his robe of righteousness on you. He's just saying, look and live. Just behold my love for you. Thankfully, God does not deal with us the way other people in your life deal with you. You can't in your wildest dreams fathom how eager he is to rescue you from Satan's grasp and to ultimately have you by his side. His only goal has always been save as many as I can. His thoughts are thoughts of mercy, love, and compassion, not like, ha, I caught you in a sin, so now I can punish you. <laughs> He's looking for for any slight evidence to, to save you. He's basically saying, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him to our God for he will abundantly pardon. And when you feel you just can't turn away from your sin, like that it has you stuck, just tell him that. I can't do this. I don't know how to, but you said you have the power to free me from this. So I'm just going to leave this in your hands. I'm putting it on the altar and I'm just going to let you burn it to the ground. So, but just don't tempt yourself by walking down the beer aisle, for example, if that's what you've been dealing with. Like stay away from the triggers that will snag you back into whatever sin you've struggled with. Erase and remove all its tentacles and every trace of it in your life. So God's mindset is, I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, says the Lord, so repent and live. That's Ezekiel 18.32. His gracious response will always be, I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgressions, and as a cloud your sins, Isaiah 55.7 and 44.22. That means, by the way, don't go bringing up your past sins and rehearsing your failures. The Holy Spirit only brings guilt and a feeling of condemnation on you temporarily to lead you to repentance and make you like feel your need of God. If you feel repeatedly like guilt from your you know past sins, that's Satan trying to break your trust in God. And be watchful. Satan is trying to steal away your peace and trust in God. He wants to take every glimmer of hope and slam you back into darkness. Don't let him do this. Don't let you know, don't listen to the sneaky thoughts that he'll try to put in your mind. Just say again and again some version of, 
Jesus died that I might live, period, end of story. (laughs) He loves me. He does not want me to die in sin. I have a compassionate Heavenly Father marshalling the resources of heaven on my behalf. And although I've abused his love, though the blessings that he's given me, I have squandered, I will arise and go to my father and say, I've sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. That comes from the story in the Bible of the prodigal son. And it tells you how you will be received. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That's Luke fifteen eighteen through 20. But even that parable, tender and touching as that is, that comes short of expressing the infinite compassion of the Heavenly Father. The Lord declare, declares by his prophet, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with love and kindness, I have drawn you. Jeremiah 31, 3. While you were still far off from the Father's house, house, wasting your life in the filth of this world, the Father's heart has been yearning over you and every longing awakened in your soul, all those little thoughts and ideas to return to him, that is the tender pleading of his spirit, wooing and trying to draw you back to him. So with rich promises, you know, all the things that the Bible, you know, has, it is offering to you, how could you go on doubting his goodness? Can you believe that when a poor sinner longs to return to him, longs to forsake his sins, that the Lord is sternly withholding him from coming to his feet in repentance? Don't think like that. Nothing can hurt your soul more than to entertain that kind of picture of God. He asks us to call him Abba, which is daddy, for a reason. I mean, yes, he hates sin, but he loves the sinner and gave himself in Christ for all who want to be saved and have eternal life. There's this verse, and there's just no more tender language that could be used when he said, you know, can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yes, they may forget, but I will not forget you. Isaiah forty nine fifteen. Look up, you that are doubting and timid, for Jesus lives to make intercession for us. This is not a part-time job for him. He's all in marshalling the resources of heaven up and down Jacob's ladder, using that dream to Jacob for so many years ago to make sure that we knew that this is how this works for him. All you have to do is thank God for the gift of his son and ask that he did not die for you in vain. His spirit is still inviting you today. Come with your whole heart to Jesus and you may claim his blessing. And as you feed on him and strengthen your faith every day by reading his promises, Remember, they are an expression of unutterable love and pity. And by that, I mean, just believe that God is your helper and that he will restore his moral image and beautiful character in you. It's a given. It's his passion. It's his desire. He will, he longs to do that in you. And as you draw near to him with confession and repentance, he will draw near to you with mercy and forgiveness.